This has been a difficult Christmas season in which to keep our holiday spirits bright. You know from the news, the loss of life in Connecticut, 20 small children and 8 adults. Closer here to home, the loss of two police officers as well as their assailant. Nationally, we're on the edge of what they're calling a fiscal cliff, and we've got foreign policy issues as well. So all this is in the midst of the season in which we hope to have more of a sense of peace and joy, not less. The harsh contrast between the Christmas season hope of peace on earth and goodwill toward men and the violent, life-killing realities around us require something greater and something more meaningful than season's greetings or other simplistic phrases and wishes if we are to have real joy. God the Son, like God the Father and the Spirit, being omniscient, knew all that it would mean and all that it would cost for Him to join us in our humanity in the Incarnation, to live on earth, the earth by the way He had cursed when His representatives sinned against His Lordship earlier in the garden. He knew finally what horrors awaited Him when He would become sin for us, bearing God's perfect wrath, hung on the cross between heaven and earth as our mediator and savior. The letter to the Hebrews gives us one of the keys to his motivation in joining us in our humanity, living as one of us, and then dying for all of us, and in a word, that is joy. The writer to the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 12 says this, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It was joy that led Jesus willingly to the incarnation, the crucifixion and the resurrection. It was joy in honoring the Father in his obedience to death. It was joy in returning to the fellowship of his Father after his resurrection. It was joy in redeeming the people for his own possession. It was joy of the coming marriage supper and union with his bride the church. The incarnation is all wrapped up in joy. We can't afford to make the mistake of equating Jesus' joy with some shallow emotion of a moment, a fleeting sense of hope, like a bird on the breeze able to overcome pain and rejection and the gravity of his sin-bearing moments and role. The joy that sustained our Savior in life and death is more real substance and strength than all the wishful thinking and all the holiday wishes and all the season's greetings of a lifetime or of 10,000 lifetimes. Happiness is fleeting 
like the wind. Joy is solid like a rock. Happiness is dependent on circumstances and joy is independent of outside forces. Happiness is insubstantial, whereas joy gives real strength. Happiness is merely human, but joy is divine. It's an element of the very nature of God himself. Joy is sharper than knives and it's stronger than steel. It lifts the needy up from the dust and it sustains the weary. Joy is God's strength and enabling when our strength fails. If we want to experience the grace of God in this season of remembering the Incarnation, when all the world around us looks like it's going to hell, joy is the way to get there. The people in Nehemiah's day, several centuries before Jesus was born, found themselves at a time like us today, that should have been filled with gladness, but it found them sad and weeping instead. See, they'd come back from the Babylonian captivity. The temple was rebuilt. It was standing again. Sacrifices were being offered. The walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt. The gates were rehung. Though there were not many people, God's chosen people were living in the city of promise, Jerusalem again carrying on Yahweh's work. In the midst of all that and at their celebration just like ours there was weeping. For this reason as they got together for a celebration to read the book of the law they came to grips again with the law that they were called to. What it would mean for them and their sin because of that law. And so as they heard that they wept on what was to be a day of celebration. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet wine, and Send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to our Lord. Don't be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Don't be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Beloved, this day is holy to the Lord. Don't be grieved. Drink in joy, knowing the joy of the Lord is our strength. It was joy that brought Jesus in the Incarnation, and that same enabling, sustaining joy and strength are ours today. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Father God, thank you that in our abject humility, humiliation and sin, just like those first parents hiding in the forest, Lord, hiding amongst the trees, Lord, we've been hiding from you all our lives. We're so thankful that you sent your son Jesus to come looking for us and to redeem us, Lord, too. 
to bring us back into your joy-filled presence. God, as, as we wind down, as we sing this last song, as we go to our homes, would you help us to take Nehemiah's un-Christmas-like theme or words to heart? Would Lord, as we go, that this day is holy, that we remember you, what you've done for us. You're coming to be among us and be with us and redeem us. And God, as we leave this place, would you remind us that your joy is our joy and your joy is our strength. And dear Savior, we don't want anything or anyone apart from you. And we're so glad to be with your people. Lord, thinking of your saints now in heaven surrounding your throne declaring your holiness in joy and singing your praises. And so, Lord, we're glad to do so again now. Ask your blessing, Lord, on folks as we leave, as we wind down.